Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversation with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Hey, it's Doug Gottlieb. You know, our trusted partner, Tyrac.com, for fast, free shipping, free roadhouse protection, convenient installation options and their great selection of the best tires like the highly consumer rated Firestone Destination AT2. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Everything you need to elevate your drive, simply go to TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. That's 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the Best of the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. It wasn't a virtuoso for Tom Brady. It just wasn't. But it was plenty good enough. You know, three total touchdowns, one rushing, 54% completion percentage is not great, 190 yards passing, huge, huge completion on third down. Gigantic. Gigantic. Um, but uh, they won the game. And he's in the NFC Championship game. This is 14th. 14th championship game. Now, you might say, okay, well, the guy's been to nine Super Bowls. If he doesn't get there, then, you know, there's five. They left. Dude, I, I, there's, you know, I, I can't even fathom how long he has been this good. And yes, again, like I said, it's completely and totally fair to say that he was not great. But if you look at the other side, when you have a great offensive head coach and you got weapons all around and Drew Brees turns it over a couple times, therein lies the difference, right? Therein lies the difference. So I guess the way to look at the divorce as of right now is really simple. The way to look at the divorce is say whatever you want about the Patriots because ultimately I think they're more likely to get it right they're more likely to be back in the playoffs than they are to forever ride off into the sunset and have been, a, you know, a figment. But everyone inside sports, like the, the Brady or Belichick thing is really a radio TV discussion, not a real life sports discussion. Because I think if you look at what Belichick was left with, no one else on earth wins six games with that team in these circumstances, the eight opt outs on defense and Cam Newton can't throw. Again, that said, Brady did the right thing, right? And it wasn't even, if you want to relate it to, to divorces, like we, we make it out like all divorces have animus. 
that all divorces are because the relationship is toxic. That's not, that's not the way it actually works. That's not the way it works. I don't know if you know this. Look, I, I, got, a, I got a quick history lesson for you. So Friday, I broadcast from Reno. And do you know what Reno, how Reno became like a place where people would go and stay and sometimes live? And this is all of, all, all of the state of Nevada. Do, do you know what it was? Um, for, you know, the first hundred or so years of our country, you, you couldn't get divorced in some states. You couldn't. It was illegal to get divorced. So, and there was a, a lengthy period that you had to go through before you could actually be divorced, even in those other states. Whereas, I think it was like 30 days instead of six months or a year that it was in, in other states. And so they would actually, Nevada was like the divorce capital of the, of the country. And you'd go there and you'd wait. And some people end up going like, you know, it's not bad. Dry air. I'll live here. That, that's what happens. But divorce so oftentimes in sports is a dirty word. It's a, how dare you leave me? How dare you go for play for another team? How dare you go coach for another team? How dare you walk away while you still have football in you? While you still have basketball in you? Like, again, when, when LeBron left the first time, obviously Cleveland was bitter. I'm not sure LeBron was all that bitter. When he came back, he was a more mature dude. It was, he'd never been to college. It was his first time living away from home. He goes to four NBA finals and four years and wins two. He learned a lot. Then he came back. He's like, you know what? I want to win a title here. And then when he left again, I don't think there was much animus from Cleveland. I don't. I don't. I don't think the, the second time that he got divorced from the, from the Cavaliers, but for whatever reason, because Tom Brady had only been with one team because Tom Brady was the quarterback of the Patriots through Almost all good times, right? It wasn't like through the good times and the bad. Like it's not really a bad time when you lose after being 18-0 and 0 and lose to the Giants. It's disappointing, but it's not bad. It's the opposite of bad. It's really, really good, only not like historically, unbelievably, spectacularly, fairy tale ending good. But he had been with the Patriots through all of those championship runs. I guess the bad was his knee injury the following year. But now he's with the Buccaneers, and now they're going to play against Aaron Rodgers. And th this is a Tampa franchise that for basically 20 years has been bad. And they weren't good the second he got there. And it's not a perfect fit. It's not a perfect remarriage because, you know, second time you're in a relationship, you carry the baggage of your first relationship. You've always done. He was basically married for 20 years. Now he's like, okay, wait, you want me to throw the ball deep down the field? Like, I don't do that. I don't do that anymore. But they made it work and he's fine and he's doing his Tom Brady thing and he keeps looking younger with incredible hair and remarkable teeth. I don't know what's going on there. What I do know is this. Two things. We make all divorce about some animus. You got to hate her. She's got to hate you. Uh, we got Brady's got to hate the Patriots. The Patriots got to hate him. Somebody's got to win. You know, and that's what we do. It's not really the way it always works. Sometimes it does. Sometimes it is War of the Roses where people, you know, have to uh, want to divide up their house with a chainsaw. That, that does, in fact, happen with, that's probably more times than not. Right? I mean, Antonio Brown or hurt his knee and we'll see. Like, Antonio Brown, like, that's an ugly divorce from, well, the Patriots, uh, the, 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 excuse me, the Steelers. Um, but the Brady thing doesn't have to be. Doesn't have to be sold that way. Yeah, was he tired of some of the stuff? Sure, they're probably tired of him on some level. You know, he's not a spring chicken. He's not perfect. He doesn't know a great ball sometimes anymore. There's things that he's never been able to do athletically, and you always they always wanted a little bit more athletic quarterback. All right, fine. Now you got a really athletic quarterback. Here's the problem. He can't throw. But the second part is, if you want to do the winners and losers from the divorce, if you do, then you're going to have to say that as of now, Tom Brady has at least made himself not a loser.
Right? Like if the Patriots go back to the Super Bowl in two or three years, we'll go like, whoa, wait, wait a second. But we have to remember this moment. If Tom Brady is terrible next year because he stays a year too long, right? How many Patriots have left New England, had one good year, and then the second year completely fallen off and been out of the league? That, that's, that's very possibly going to happen. But if we take a snapshot of this moment, we realize that Tom Brady still had a lot of good football in him and is once again in a championship game. All right, coming up next. Here's what we need to do. We need to take a breath and give a huge amount of respect to the quarterback of the Green Bay Packers. The opponent, by the way, for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers this upcoming Sunday. I don't know anybody. I tweeted this out. You, you really don't have an excuse outside maybe of working, but you can put it in your ears the phone, or you're watching your phone. There's no excuse. You're going to watch or you should watch if you're a sports fan. Brady Rogers. I, I have a reason I want to give Rogers a special amount of respect. We'll do that next. But first, men across America love Tommy John underwear because they keep everything in place. No more flopping or sticking to yourself and women love that they make him look so good in 2029 you can make everyone happy with tommy john when you start every morning in tommy john underwear you're that much more comfortable with dozens of comfort innovations once you've tried tommy john underwear you're never going back try breathable lightweight moisture wicking fabric with four times the strength of competing brands so it moves with you Tommy John underwear comes with non-rolling waistband for the perfect fit. The legs never ride up. And each, to- each of Tommy John's 13 million underwear sold are covered with the no wedgie guarantee. And there's no risk with Tommy John's best pair you'll ever wear guarantee. Or you'll get it free guarantee. Go to TommyJohn.com slash Doug. Save 15% on your first order. Go right now. Save 15% your first order at TommyJohn.com slash Doug. That's TommyJohn.com slash Doug. See site for details. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has the tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporting handling, all-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from a full line of Kumo tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their Kumo test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. Be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires at a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. 
The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Trent Dilfer, Super Bowl champion quarterback, joins us. Last time you walked out the football field in uniform was where? Mine was weird. I got knocked out in candlestick. My last play I ever played, I was out for three and a half minutes with my biggest concussion of my career. So they didn't let me go back. <laughs> I was trying to come back the next year, but the doctors wouldn't let me come back. Okay, but that, that was the last game? That was literally the last time you were in uniform? Last time I was ever in uniform was I uh, played the Vikings in candlestick in 2000, I guess that's seven. And uh, fourth and one, I tried to scramble and Nickelback hit me in the neck, clean hit, just kind of a freaky deal. And I was out cold for, I think, three plus minutes. My family thought I was dead. And uh, it explains a lot about my mental state these days. Okay, so, uh, and help me out. I don't, I've never experienced that, obviously. When you, when you came to, when you, were you on the sidelines? Like, do you remember anything else? Were you in the hospital? Were you in the locker room? Like, when, when, what do you remember after that? Last thing I remember, I, bre- I vaguely remember Bryant Young saying something to me as I got on the cart to be wheeled off, and then my next vivid memory is in the training room with my three daughters and wife, you know, looking over me crying because they were scared for me. Okay, so the moment you – they wouldn't let you come back and play and you knew it was over, what is that feeling like? It's hard, man. It is, uh, you know, so much of our life is tied into the process of being a professional athlete. It's not just game days, it's the process, the routine, the, um, the grind, um, the discipline, um, you know, the camaraderie, the locker room, the, the built in community. I think people all over the country, especially with COVID and lockdowns, you know, they, they, they miss community. They haven't been able to be part of their little built in communities. Well, in football, in professional sports, you have your community. Your wife has her friends. You got your buddies. Um, you know what a Friday night looks like the entire year. You know what a Wednesday night looks like. So when that is, when that's over, you're kind of, kind of like a lost sheep. You really don't know what to do. And I think that's why so many of us go into TV because it keeps us close to the game, keeps us um, somewhat close to a locker room feel. Many guys coach because they don't want to give it up. Um, but very few like re-enter the real world and have a um, have a purpose and have a lane that they're comfortable in because their lane has been defined for them for so long. Yeah, I I, I think it's also different as a quarterback, and you you can tell me if I'm wrong, because it's not just the preparation, it's not just the energy of playing in a football game, it's you're a leader of men. Right, like you're literally leading guys who, they're your contemporaries, they're your your friends, um, like they they depend upon you. You depend upon them. There, there's kind of a, an equal balance there, but like you stand in front of them and tell them what they need to do in order for you to be successful, and you are never going to replicate that until unless you coach, I guess. Uh, but even then, you're kind of powerless because you can't do it yourself, right? Like, I think that's the hardest. That's why the quarterbacks especially have the hardest time walking away, even though financially they're usually the best off. Yeah, you nailed it. I, I think when you're a quarterback, you're in the, in the weird role of you have power and control. When you're a coach, you have power but no control, if that makes any sense. So yeah. as a quarterback, yes, you're a leader of man. You're the front and center. You're the CEO. And you also have the control. You have the ball in your hand. So it goes good or bad as you play. When you go into coaching, yeah, you have this position of power and you format everything and you lead people. But when the ball's kicked off, you really have no control. <laughs> You're at the mercy of your players. Uh, and I do agree. It's like a, if a guy was a CEO in the Bay Area of a tech company and then that company folds and he has to go you know, be a low-level manager at a Walmart. Like that, that's a, that's a life crisis. That's an identity crisis. And I think that's what a lot of quarterbacks go through is they go from being the CEO to now an employee of something that's not quite as big. And they really struggle with that transition. Um, 
if you had to guess, either any of those three come back? Philip Rivers, Big Ben, Drew Brees? I say Ben, yes. Philip, uh, 50-50, and Brees, no way. Brees is done. Yeah. He's going to want to come back. Uh, I think you know. I think he's wise in taking this time as he does the soul searching, as he does the evaluation. It may lead him to coming back. But him and Sean have such a great relationship. I think Sean will lead him to the path of retirement. And I think for the Saints in general, as great as Drew is and as efficient as he still can be, you saw yesterday their ceiling isn't as high. Um, and they're going to want a guy, whether it's Taysom Hill, whether it's Seamus Winston, whether it's somebody else, a Sam Darnold, I think is a really nice fit if he's on the market. Um, I think those are guys that give them a higher ceiling long term. Um, okay, how did how did how did Tom Brady play yesterday? I thought he was so I, all the all the boring things about quarterback that people don't like to talk about. He was a master. He was discerning. He was patient. He was in total control. Um, he framed the game well. He knew where they were at in each situation. In pre- he didn't push too hard. Um, I thought he was very deliberate with his misses. Uh, he ne- the ball was never at risk the entire game. Um, he knew that that thing was going to have ebb and flows and that if he was careful and discerning that he would have a chance to have the ball in his hand to win the game. Um, and I don't, he never played outside of that. Can he win that way in Green Bay? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I think they can. I, I think – I mean, I, I would pick Green Bay as a favorite, but they can win that way. Yeah, they're, they're good enough defensively that they can create havoc. They've got to stop Green Bay's run game. Um, and I think offensively they create a lot of stress for the defense. So think about it. each one of those five shots they took, they only, or six, I think they hit one for six on kind of vertical shots. Even the five incompletions have an impact. And they have an impact this, today through Saturday before the game because you're having to prepare for all those vertical elements of their passing game. And let's assume Antonio Brown comes back. The injury didn't look that serious. I haven't heard anything today. Maybe I'm wrong. But now that's one more explosive quality that you have to account for. That's naturally going to breathe air into the Green Bay defense. The more air that's breathed into it, the more they're going backwards, the more opportunity they have to run other stuff. They fix their protection issues. They're way more balanced. They have a nice screen game. Uh, They can run the ball inside and outside. They're really diverse offensively. And because of that, they could control the game offensively. I I could see this being a game if Tampa wins where they have 33, 34, 35 minutes of time of possession and keep, keep Aaron off the field. Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. That is the voice of Trent Dilford. Trent, um, okay, let's get to Bills Ravens. I've I've heard it called one of the worst stare downs they've seen at that level. Did did we see Lamar Jackson ceiling right before our eyes? Uh, I don't think so. I I think they're going to get better off. I think they need to expand his throw catalog. I think they need to add a perimeter guy that's a bigger like Des Bryant six years ago. Like they need that big perimeter threat um, that can work outside the numbers uh, in the off season, in training camp, in preseason, expand his throw catalog, meaning the amounts of throws he has. Doesn't mean you have to get away from who they are um, from a formatting standpoint as an offense. The one thing they're just not very good at, and I'm shocked at is changing the launch point. Like, there's a, if you watch Aaron the other day, he didn't throw the ball from the pocket that often. Jared Goff doesn't throw the po- ball from the pocket that often. Baker Mayfield had a great season because they changed the launch point. These are all things they can do in Baltimore. Lamar could do them well if they get one more talented perimeter guy and they kind of change how they throw the football. It doesn't have to be from inside the pocket the majority of the time. And uh, I think they need to take a close look at um, their pass in general and the amount of throws they train Lamar to make and if they increase that then I don't think they're going to be pigeonholed in the game to either run or throw from the pocket there's there's other ways of moving the ball in the passing game they just don't have them in their repertoire right now okay well look I think it's a real discussion to have like look I don't think you'd have an Eddie Royal type situation Eddie Royal though I remember he was in Denver they won that playoff game, and then he won it out because you just don't get the number of balls. So, I, 
Um, Hayden Hurstaller already wanted out, maybe for other reasons in Baltimore, but it's because of the volume of balls coming his way. Does that mean they have to draft a big wide receiver, right? I mean, in, in that because you're not going to get anybody to sign there. I would agree with that. I don't think it's going to be a really attractive place for an alpha perimeter guy to go in free agency. But as we've seen in college football, these receivers coming out are way more advanced than they were years ago. So it's not a it's not unheard of to find a guy late in the first round, in the second round, even the third round that can develop into a big perimeter threat. I mean, we saw last night with Tom Brady, number eight, I forget his name, number 18, a guy that he loves. That's their fifth guy. They got him, what, in the third round. I mean, there's guys out there. There's so many people throwing the football. There's so many talented guys playing on the edge on offense. Uh, you identify them. They do as good a job of anybody's identifying, and then you immediately invest into that guy and make him a primary piece of your offense, and he'll, he'll complement Hollywood Brown really well. Um, they do that, and I think they got a chance to expand their passing game. Trent for joining us on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Um, what about Aaron Rodgers? What would you think of how they played against the Rams? Masterful, and I love how LaFleur is calling the game. Um, Aaron's as good as anybody if you're just to go boundary to boundary, spread him out, throw the ball like McCarthy did with him. He's still going to put up big numbers. He's still going to be efficient. He's still going to protect the ball. But I think what LaFleur found was, hey, if we have to do that, we know we can. But let's really play the game on our terms. Their run-run action game and how effective Aaron is, and that is phenomenal, especially for a guy that hasn't spent the majority of his career doing it. Um, I mean, he's really become with ball fake, with half rolls. I mean, if you look the defense, when you turn your head around, that first look really affects the defense, put it in a lot of conflict. So he's awesome at coming up off the fake, staring down the right side, then coming back to the left and throwing a crossing route. Uh, it allows those big receivers, when, when it's not just going to Devontae Adams, it allows those big guys to get going down the field, get their momentum. Uh, it just fits who they are. And uh, Aaron has handled it as well as anybody in football. That's why he's going to be the MVP. Um, they found that great combination of being explosive and safe at the same time like they don't again the ball is never in question very rarely are you concerned with with green bay turning it over even though they have explosive qualities in the passing game uh how concerned would you be if you're the rams long term with jared goff i'm not I, i'm not nearly as concerned as everybody else is i i i don't know why i'm not a i'm not an anti-jared goff guy think he needs to play the game a certain way i think there's a lot of quarterbacks that way um when they're rolling when they have things going the way they want um he's a really effective quarterback no they're not as good as a team as they have been in the past i think quarterback gets kind of the, the face of the brunt of that but you know offensively they're not that great offensive line ha- is as good as they have been in the past they don't have an alpha wide receiver they have a bunch of slots playing wide receiver um, they don't have great tight end play. Uh, they found the running back, which is awesome, and Cam Akers, but they're just not as talented as they have in the past. They were a defensive-centric team, and then their defense got a little exposed um, the other day. So uh, I think Jared's going to be fine. I think they know that. And by the way, they can't move on from him. He's got four years guaranteed on his contract. Right. So right. the whole Jared Goff's going somewhere else thing is just not going to happen. Married to Jared, they made that decision. And the way when you marry somebody – and they aren't what you signed up for. you got to do things to make a person better, and they got to find ways to make their better. Huge steps for Cleveland this year. I think everybody would agree. I mean, huge steps. If you're with Cleveland today and you're looking at the film with Kevin Stefanski and says, all right, what do we need to do for that next level? What do you do? I think they're pretty close. Um, I think they found their identity. Uh, I think Stefanski did an incredible job with that football team, just as a, just their culture more than anything else. I know we throw that word around, but their vibe, their environment, their buy-in, uh, their camaraderie, their chemistry, you know, put a bunch of words on it. I think what he did there is phenomenal. Um, I'm sitting in the office, one of the greatest Browns of all time in Phil Dawson, and he's excited about what they're doing. And, you know, he never got to experience that type of culture. Um, and I think that's number one. I think from a talent standpoint, 
they have all the pieces you're looking for. I mean, they can run. Number one, they got a great runner and they got a good offensive line. They can run the rock. They found out what Baker does well, and that's action pass, plays under center pretty well, um, when decisive, as accurate as anybody, um, has been clutch for him. I'm, I'm high on Baker Mayfield. Defensively, they're building a monster. In fact, I'd go all in on defense. If I'm the Browns, I'm comfortable with my offense. I'll draft guys late to be supplemental guys. But I'm adding more pieces to that defense. Take it from really good to great. Like, just decide, hey, we're playing in a division where you have bad weather. Um, the division winners for years upon years have come from great defenses. Let's make our identity around building the best defense in football and invest all our resources into that. And I think offensively they have enough to complement that and go win a championship if they go, <clears throat> excuse me, my voice is sounding like yours, go, go all in on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's, it, it's, it's no, it's not COVID it's coaching bat youth basketball games in loud gyms. That's, that's exactly what that is. So I hear um, you, bro. I love yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, TD, great stuff as always. Thanks so much for joining us. You're the best man. Talk to you. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb show weekdays at 3 PM. Eastern noon Pacific from BBC radio Four, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has the tires that'll elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporting handling, all-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from a full line of Michelin tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their Michelin test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. Be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires at a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com sports. TireRack.com. The way tire buying should be. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. Here's what always happens. Usually for like a day. I, I really love what Dan Byer said last hour. He's like, look, the Jared Cook fumbles like felt like the deciding factor. Cause if you didn't watch the game, you would know like, Oh, saints are upset. You know, saints lost. Tom Brady was terrific. He was efficient. They turned it over. And you look at the final score, like, well, they were probably up 10, 15 points. And then because of turnovers, then they scored some points late and had an onside kick and it didn't work. Like that's not what happened. They're up seven. Jared Cook catches the ball, runs, and then fumbles, dramatically changes the game. 
The same can also be said for the Kansas City Chiefs and the Cleveland Browns. Mahomes obviously went out with, I, I guess, being choked out would be. And Chad Henney does just enough, and they go for it on fourth down when they just need one stop, and they can't get that one stop. But lost in it was a fumble. And, of course, the Browns, you know, when you fumble the ball into and out of the end zone, it's not only a turnover but a touchback, and the Chiefs get it at the 20-yard line. This is Kevin Stefanski talking about the fumble after the game. Honestly, I didn't see the replay. Uh, I was told about it, but I'll let the league handle those type of things. You know, I, I will never, ever doubt Rashard Higgins' effort or our guy's effort. Our rule there is not to reach the ball out. It's first and goal, and he knows that. So, again, appreciate his effort. He battled like he always does, uh, but we got to fight that urge because it's such a, a big uh, loss if it does end up being a touchback. Now, now lost it was, I mean, it appeared to be, you know, a headshot, right? Um, and and that's really, I mean, that that's the problem, the ambiguity with the rule, which is like, all right, it, there's not supposed to be any ambiguity. If you go helmet to helmet, then then there's a penalty, and you can clearly see in the replay. But the bigger, I think, discussion is also is about the the touchback rule, right? Byer, where are you on as as our as our rules expert? <laughs> Where are that. you? Where are you on the on the touchback? Well, uh, to give you a short answer, I think that the rule should be changed. I do have a solution for it, but I do think that it's a bad rule. Okay, um, we'll come back to you once. Sure, second. that's fine. Okay. I figured that that was the case. Okay, uh, music. Where are you? I'm with Dan. Where I think that there's just needs to be a change to the rule. I think it's uh, something that needs to be revisited in the off season. Okay, but do you have? Do you? I mean, like, is I do a, have a like, couple of ideas on how I think okay, it can be improved. Okay, uh, buyer. Let's. Okay, so my general take is, my general take is, I think it's a, it's like a, it's too punitive, right? First, keep in mind, it's the only time in the sport where you get control of the ball in a turnover when you didn't actually control the football. Like, I think that's probably the biggest issue because it's like okay i get that the end zone is sacred but why do you get a turnover when you didn't actually secure the ball there's no other place in the football field where that is actually the case like there's a problem there for me and then when you do get the ball you don't get it at the spot of the fumble you get it at the 20 yard line so now it becomes not only incredibly punitive losing a football that the other team did not gain but you also give them some 19 and a half yards usually, which they did not earn. So if you can come up with a viable solution, I'm all ears. Go Dan Byer. My solution, and I did uh, just a plug for my Sunday show with George Reister because the game was happening uh, when our show was going on. So uh, the fumble happened earlier. The point being is we got into a heated discussion. My uh, point was I believe that no offensive fumbles should be able to be advanced by the offensive team. So, under this scenario, Doug, the uh, any this would allow any fumble to not be picked up by an offensive player and advanced for further yardage, right. which, which would then wait, wait, that's the rule in college, right? I believe. Yeah, I believe, I believe and, that's a college rule. And so, it takes care of a lot of different things, but most importantly, it puts a blanket over all the different sort of fumble scenarios that you have because the fumble scenario that happened in Cleveland in Kansas City yesterday is different than a fumble that would happen uh, under two minutes, different than a fumble that would happen, you know, on fourth down, different. There's so many different fumble scenarios that I think that that is part of the problem and this would be a way to cure that because I agree with you that if the big deal, if the defense forced a fumble, you should have to recover the fumble to gain any benefit from it. Right. Okay. So, so you're you're putting like a moratorium on any advancing advancing of a fumble forward, and so then the if you fumble at the one foot line and it goes to the end zone, who gets the ball? If it then then it would just be dead at the spot of the foul with the offensive team retaining possession from that spot of the fumble. Okay, so, so so like let's say it was third and five. I, no, I understand. Okay. I understand. It'd be it'd be fourth in an inch, right? Fourth in an inch, and it would be the offense's ball again. Yes. Okay. I I don't know if I love that. Only in that now we've rewarded a team that fumbled a football. 
I, I, I get that that would be like but, what it is for, for the rest, but there is but, this feeling. Go ahead. I was just going to say, if there's another scenario where, let's say, Richard Higgins fumbled at the 28-yard line and it moves up to the 26-yard line on a second down, they get the football to the 26-yard line. So why should they get the two extra yards for fumbling forward? If if it just went out of bounds at that point on a fourth down, you can't fumble forward. You'd have to be the one to recover it yourself. And that under two minutes, same sort of thing. That's the problem. Is there to me to take care of it and to take care of what happened yesterday? Just don't allow the offensive team to advance a fumble. And if the defense happens to recover it in the field of play, perfect. It's their football. But otherwise, it's dead at the spot of the fumble. Uh, um, music is that is that your solution as well? Do you have another solution? That is not my solution. My solution would be, um, it penalizes the offense for fumbling by you get the ball back, but it's still considered a touchback. So you have to go and take it from either the twenty or I know technically a touchback yeah. now is the twenty-five yard line. So there is the chance that in that Higgins situation. You've taken the ball from much further out from the 20-yard line, and you've gotten it all the way up to the point to where you almost scored a touchdown. Now, your punishment for fumbling that close to the goal line, and it maintains this idea that the goal line is somehow sacred, is we're not going to give you the ball back on the one-yard line. You can maintain possession, but now you have to back up outside of the red zone to the 25-yard line, which is somewhat beneficial to the defense at the same time, because as you said, you didn't ever regain possession of the ball. So I can't give you the ball, but you did knock it free. In a, so your benefit is now, instead of having to try and defend the goal line, first and goal from the one, you now have 25 yards and several downs to try and prevent the defense from actually getting into the end zone. I like Ryan's rule better. I, I like that, way, that rule better. That And then it's equally... Punitive. Let's yeah, say it's like second it'll... and goal from the one, and then you fumble. Well, your punishment is now you're no longer. It'll be third and goal, but from the twenty-five. No, that's no, no, your I, punishment. I, yeah, I get it. I, I get. It. Well, go ahead, Ben. I, I just. I don't. I don't see that as a. I. I don't believe that the end zone is this sacred area. I think that if the ball bounces a half inch one way as opposed to maybe another, you're getting the ball at the half yard line as opposed to giving the football back. Um, to another team, like they, we're like we. If the ball goes out at the half yard line, then it's still Cleveland's ball. If it goes out of the end zone, it's now the defense's. And if you were to do your scenario, now you're still penalizing the offense twenty yards for something that a they really didn't do wrong, even though they lost possession of the football. And on other spots of the field, they could actually gain more from it. Like that's that's why I just don't. Oh, I, 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 I get uh, Dan. I I get, I get what you're saying. I understand, but we, we also have to admit that if you gain one yard anywhere else in the field, you don't get points. If you gain one yard at the one yard line, you get six points. So there is a value to that area of real estate, right? I mean, it's the, in the old it's location, location, location. Now that that's what the argument is. By the way, I don't think the rule is changing. And every time this happens in a big game, we all talk about changing the rule. This reminds me of, it reminds me of, reminds me of, for my lifetime, Dick Vitale's been calling games on ESPN. And he always wants to change the tie-up rule. Oh, change that rule! Change that rule! Right? Have you noticed nobody's changed that rule? Have you, have you noticed? <laughs> now, granted, it, it's not, points are not decided on jump balls for the most point. And no one actually wants to see the old throw-it-up jump ball in the free throw line semicircle. But the point is that we are yelling, we are screaming at the at the sky at things that won't change. That said, I, I like Ryan's because th- this is a little bit like um it's a little bit like shoots and ladders. You guys ever play shoots and ladders with oh, the kids? Yeah, yep. yeah, right? This one's like, oh man, I gotta go back to the start. Are you kidding me? I gotta go. But at least, at least you don't like lose the game. Whereas, you know, the the way it is now. You're going in the end zone, like you lose the ball and you lose all that yardage? That that sounds crazy to me. Well, I also think, let's say you take a quarterback and you you sack him at his own 35-yard line and he fumbles the football. And then an offensive lineman picks it up and runs it 10 yards to the 45-yard line. At the de- as the you know defense, you're just kind of like, 
great. You know, like here, here's there was nobody else back there. He fumbles it, a guy picks it up and runs it ten yards. Yeah, it's tough beans, but the defense ends up getting penalized for making a great play while the offense didn't do anything to deserve except having a guy somewhere in the area being able to pick the football up and getting ten yards back that you would have originally lost. If you just put all the fumbles in the same sort of category, we're not having discussions on is it before two minutes, is it after two minutes, is it fourth down, is it not fourth down, is it the goal line, is it the not goal line. Just don't have the ability to advance it, and I think it just clears up a lot for the NFL to to have to deal with. That's that's just where I am. I think it's a bigger picture. And I actually think it will be discussed this offseason because of where it happened and when it happened in a playoff game on national TV. You know, but it's happened before in a playoff game on national TV. Um, yeah, I know that that's well. Well, that scenario, or are you just talking about look them looking at a rule? Both. Okay, because I think that things changed with the Rams and Saints. I think that we have we have seen bad calls in the NFL, and then all of a sudden that ends up happening for one year. Yeah, exactly. But I will. And also, they're like, that was dumb. We should we go back it, the old way. Yeah, but it doesn't doesn't change that they looked at it and actually did change it. And also this play is is rare enough where you're not going to have like 20 cases throughout a season where there would be, you know, four or five scenarios. The worst call ever was the Austin Safarian Jenkins Jets Patriots call. Correct. You know, and, and like in and, and that to me is reason enough to be like wait a second here, how are we really judging this rule and what is the true intent of this sort of rule? And if you can eliminate scenarios like that, um to me, it's worth it. Let's put it that way. Uh, music? Would you Would you like to add on or take away or or or, or contradict that in any way? Uh, no, I mean, I just think I I tend to more align because uh, I think what the issue is. A lot of what I saw on Twitter with some former players was there are so many rules now in the game that benefit the offense. This is the one rule that benefits the defense. So I get that, and I do think there's something to that when you consider, you know, half the league is going to be defensive players who where if you change the rule a certain way, they may look at this and go, oh, here we go, just another thing that's going to try and benefit all the offensive players. It's all about the wide receivers and the quarterbacks, nothing for us. So I think if you're trying to at least meet in the middle, you may be able to appease both sides with like, look, we can't give you possession of the ball because you never really gained possession. It just rolled out of bounds out of the back of the end zone. So we can't give you the ball, but what we'll do is we'll back them up outside of the red zone. That at least gives you a chance to prevent them from scoring a touchdown. Yeah, so I, I guess that that's the other part is that's the only other option there, okay, which is giving the defense the ball, but give it at the spot where the ball was fumbled. That's the only other if you, you know, but basically we, we've hit on the, all three possibilities which is Byers is give the ball back to the offense where it was fumbled. Mine would be give it to the defense where it was fumbled. And music's would be, and I'm actually a little bit more aligned with music's maybe than my own, which would be uh, keep it with the offense, but but have it like a touchback. What here. what happens if you're inside the twenty, and that happens? What do you mean? Like if the play is run from the eight yard line and you fumble, do you move back to the twenty then? Yes. And then if it's like, but are but, you really going to fumble from the eight yard line? It, you know, hey, eighteen guys, yard fumble. How, how did no? But no, the the meaning the play is you know the play is a guy is reaching over from the goal line and tries to reach the ball no, over. It's where so. it's wherever no, it's wherever the ball wherever he lost control of the football. For but if that's you're saying, the college rule, the college rule that you're you're proposing, okay, is that you can't you know, advance a fumble. Uh, so yeah, you go back to where the fumble was. I'm talking about, Ryan, little, I'm talking about little, Ryan's proposal. Like Ryan's proposal is to bring it back from the 20 yard line. Yesterday's play happened at what? Like the 40 yard line is where the line of scrimmage was. So what about if yes. the Browns, like, so they're going to lose 12 yards on the play? Correct. No, they, yes. Yes. I would say that's correct. That is your quote unquote punishment for fumbling the ball out of the back of the end zone. You're going to, in that case, you would be. From the eight-yard line, yes, you would be losing yardage for fumbling the football into the back of the end zone. Now, the benefit would be, in the event of this Browns play, would be you get to maintain possession of the football, and you actually netted 20 yards since the play started from the four. Yeah, see, and this is this is why I like my rule, is because there are so many different kinds of fumble rules depending on time and location. And if you just did it my way, which I feel is the best way, then all the fumbles are just, they're treated equally. They're treated equally. 
And all, all fumbles are not equal under the law. I don't know. I don't, I don't <laughs> I'm confused. Uh, yes. That's that's just how I look. I think Every that if, fumble is not the same. The t- there was a tuck rule play this weekend, right? Everybody hates the, the tuck. There's, there's, you, can have, you can have a tuck rule. That, that fumble is different than other fumbles. Um, there's, you know, uh, there's, when you, if you get the football, but you don't make a football move and you fumble it and you don't necessarily secure it, you don't have a completed pass. Like, I actually don't believe that all fumbles are created. Then we had the Giants game. Was it the last game of the season where apparently you can secure a football by simply sitting on the football? I didn't know that could take place, but that's what the ruling was. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.